Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I'm Adam Busher and I'm joined as always by Lost on Lost management trainee slash special assistant JP Russell. One month running. (laughs) So JP, (laughs) yes, this episode is going to be airing just a couple of days before Halloween. Spooky. Uh, you've always had, uh, or you've had, pretty good success in the past with uh, with co- Halloween costumes. So we should uh, we should put up that picture of you and your partner and former Lost and Lost guest Kai dressed up as Rost and Dorlang from True Detective uh, in our circles. Um, but I'm wondering, based on that, if you've got a uh, got a costume in mind for this year? I do. I'm going as Mothman. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Based on our conversation we had with uh, Kevin Hire, so uh, I'm probably just gonna do like a scary zombie monster thing, like maybe like Nemesis from Resident Evil Apocalypse or um, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Today we're talking about in translation the 17th episode of season one and the 17th episode of Lost overall. Our centric character is everyone's favorite fishing boy, Jin Su Kwan. Mm-hmm. In translation takes place on the 32nd, 33rd, and 34th days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. JB. Ask me. Got a recap? Sure do. Let's do it. Somebody call the fire marshal. (laughs) On the island, things are heating up with the raft. A mysterious case of arson has all of our survivors hot with tension. Fingers are immediately pointed at our sweet boy, Jin. Say it ain't so, Jin. We need you to be innocent. You've set our hearts ablaze. Speaking of wanting someone to massage your feet, Saeed and Shannon begin kindling their relationship. Uh-huh. Boon doesn't seem too happy about it, but who gives a shit? And in the before times, we see Jin accidentally become an enforcer, and he's really fucking good at it. <laughs> we see the beginnings of how Sun and Jin's relationship begin to strain. Will they stay together? Will they break up? If they break up, does anybody have a time machine I can borrow? Hey, Walt, can I borrow $83,000? This is interesting. Translation. <laughs> Adam, we have a guest. Uh, were we scheduled to have her? Well, I mean, if they're here already, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, bat for the hat trick. Welcome back to the show, Kim Davister. Hi, y'all. Hey, welcome back, Kim. <laughs> Glad to be back. Uh, you're returning relatively soon, so uh, you probably haven't watched too much new in between your last appearance in this one, but uh, has there been anything going on uh, TV-wise, movie-wise? Um, Well, I realized that I never mentioned what I had been watching last time, which was Ted Lasso, Ah. um, like the best show ever. And believe it or not, I just started watching, oh, uh, The Bear. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a new show. Sure. Okay. It's pretty good. I haven't finished the first season yet, but it's good. And I just started watching Loot and Uncoupled. Loot. Is that the Maya Rudolph show? It is. And (laughs) I... Love it. I don't okay. want to say that real bad. It's fun. There are there's so many like real quick one-liners that are yeah. just like, oh, that was good. 
What's uh, what's Uncoupled? Um, Uncoupled, I literally just found last night at like midnight. It is Neil Patrick Harris on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. And he's like a real estate agent in New York City. And his long-term boyfriend, like 17 years live-in boyfriend, dumps him <laughs> just like randomly. So it's just kind of like following him. I don't know. It's uh, it's at least watchable so far. Okay. High praise. That's all we're... Watch. That's all we're striving for sort of here on the podcast as well is just listenable. Exactly. I mean, it was already midnight and I didn't like fall asleep. So it's, it's it can't be too bad. I don't know. There you go. Fantastic. Um, hey. That was cute. Do you guys want to talk about some Lurst? Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. take some notes. Yeah, sure. We can do that. Okay. I suppose. In translation, originally aired on February 23rd, 2005. It was written by Javier Grio, Mark's Watch, and Leonard Dick, and it was directed by Tucker Gates. Mm-hmm. Javier Grio, Mark's Watch, recently wrote uh, an episode of the live-action Cowboy Bebop, just like last episode's Jennifer Johnson, uh, and Ooh. also appears on Wikipedia's list of Puerto Ricans. Just all of them? <laughs> yeah. It was all the way at the bottom. It said, see also, list of Puerto Ricans. What? <laughs> Leonard Dick did six episodes of Lost, as well as writing for the hit Fox shows House and Mad TV. (laughs) According to Wikipedia, he was born in Toronto, but for whatever reason did not make their list of Canadians. (laughs) Okay. That's pretty bad. (laughs) Tucker Gates is a prolific TV director working on such power house shows as Samantha Who, Huff, and Touch, all of which were canceled after two seasons. In addition to that, he also directed one of my favorite uh, Lost Season 6 episodes, Across the Sea. So, uh, strikes and gutters, you know? All right. So, in translation, starts with an I. Drink. And we can just move but we can just move past that part. Oh, uh, no. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the pacing on this episode is super weird. And yeah. it's like, we cut to gin. Then we go to an out-of-focus shot of the beach. Thanks, Brock. Richard Brock strikes again. And then we just go back to a flashback. And I'm like, couldn't we have just started with a flashback? That's and, what and... I thought. We did the There's I. so much jumping. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, the jumping is, yeah. But that, yeah, I, I thought that same thing. We start with the eye, we cut to this tableau, and then just, like, it was like seconds of just, okay, it's like, well, Jin's here. As though we, if we wouldn't have just started in flashback, we wouldn't have known. I've never seen Jin wear a suit. Who's this guy that looks like Jin who's wearing a suit? <laughs> I have face this blindness. Is how, this is how Batman Superman. can exist as Batman oh, and... That's true. Or, or Superman, yes. Whatever. Any, yeah. Either of them. Any superhero. Be, at Wait, least Batman covers part of his face. Superman just that's wears fair. glasses. So we we immediately cut to a flashback. Mm-hmm. And Jin is standing in Son's dad's office. Mm-hmm. Not at, Nobody's saying anything. Dad is writing on some papers. Jin is just standing there waiting patiently. And you can tell kind of nervously, a little tepidly. And I just wrote, this meeting could have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But eventually they get to talking and the crux of the conversation is Jin is there to ask for permission to marry Sun. Yeah. And and dad starts grilling him, you know, what do you do? What are your ambitions? All this stuff. And he, he throws sort of a, a sneaky little Una reverse on him because he's like, well, would you come work for me? And he's like, well, yeah, sure. Well, if, then why would you just give up your dreams? And he yeah. fucking without hesitation hits pops with because son is my dream. Like yeah. she's my dream. That. Oh, man. He nailed Dude, that. I was moister than an oyster. Holy hell. <laughs> I was like, I want to marry this guy. Very good response to a bullshit question. <laughs> 
already already crying at the beginning of the episode. Like, yeah. come on, Jin. Why would I promise my daughter to a man who gives up his dreams so easily? Well, you didn't let me finish. Working for you would just be a stepping stone into opening my own restaurant and hotel. I would take the money that I would get from you after you die and invest it in a hotel. That's what I would have said. And then he would have been like, okay, get out of my office. He'd be like, hey, give me back my watch. Um, uh, I, I did also note that uh, that color gray suit looks really good on Jin, but boy, the early 2000s went a little too overboard with shoulder, with shoulder pads. Oh, man. That was a Steve Harvey-esque cut on that jacket. <laughs> Steve Harvey-esque. I'm glad we all noticed. Thank you. That is so spot on with the description. Yes, 100%. Looks good on uh, you, though. <laughs> Get a free bowl of soup with that hat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, based on Jin's response to the question, Mr. Pake does give him his yeah. blessing. It gives him a good, hearty, put her there handshake. Yeah. It's beautiful. Cut back to the beach. Speaking of beautiful, Jesus. You know how you're not supposed to stare at the sun because you'll go blind? Right. Same applies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same. Sun is heading out to go for a little swim, and I don't blame yeah. her. You know, it's fucking hot out here yeah. in the jungle. Yeah, the ocean's right there. Yeah, but she's wearing a bikini, which, um, if you're married to Jin, is apparently a bit of a no-no. Yeah. So he, uh, he's a bunch of people see her because it's just the beach; it's where everybody lives. <laughs> so she, he, like goes barreling over there with a, a wrap, like towel, a shawl. Yeah. yeah. And goes and tries to cover her up, and uh, and they get into an argument. Yeah, and it's it's clearly you know I there we're we're at the point in Lost on Lost canon where uh, not everybody knows that Sun speaks English, so they are arguing in Korean, and everybody on the beach is there to see this uh, marital argument take place. Jack. Oh, there they go again. Yeah, yeah, I was really annoyed with this whole thing. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I just remember watching this being so like, y'all just stay in your lane like until <laughs> like it's a cultural thing and it's a stay in your lane, but also not because like I get where they're coming from. I don't I don't know. Yeah, just, like even if I it's think not it's a cultural supposed thing. to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Even if it's not a cultural thing, like m- most people wouldn't go up and split up a, a couple arguing like just just bickering back and forth and and to his credit michael doesn't involve himself until it starts to get physical right so like that part tracks to me like if i was if i just saw a, a couple arguing on the sidewalk i'd be like god that that uh, that seems exhausting but then if you like g- <laughs> grabbed her and started shaking her i'd be like whoa hey hey, right, hey yeah. hands off pal this is not yeah let's not do that yeah so so yeah they, they have a a minor uh, it, it, it's almost like he's he's pulling on the the cover or something like that. He's and trying to physically does, wrap, it, cover her up, right? And she ends up she's fighting him off. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was and, gonna say I don't think he actually pulls on her to the ground. No, I no, think it wasn't she's like holding a, on to the towel to knock you yeah. over. Right? Yeah, like yeah. she's refusing to let go. So it's not like yeah. he's like purposefully yeah. abusing her. Right, right, right. She's yeah, still not being nice about it. But right. yeah, it right. wasn't it wasn't malicious act. Right. But then Michael feels the need to interject and he does and he's you know very hey, hey what the hell are you doing and yeah. son slaps the fucking shit out of him uh 
It was beautiful. Sun and Jin begin to walk away. She takes him by the hand. Yeah. And then he pulls away. Yeah. So again, Kim, like you were saying, it, it it's a cultural difference. Like this is a this is a, a matter for husband and wife, and how right. dare you get involved? But uh, Jin's still not happy with the situation. Right. Um, when the thing is too, this is that moment where he pulls his hand away really sets the tone for the entire oh God, episode. Yeah, the totally. whole episode is just, I mean, it's all about communication and or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Like absolutely. So much of this episode could be solved by just like saying the things and feeling the feels. Anyway, so There's therapist a lot of Kim, that in this show. Ther- <laughs> therapist Kim is gonna come out in in a little bit. And uh I like to think that the last thing that Sun said to Jin before they started walking off was, Get your purse, we're leaving and then grabs him by the hand and drags him <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. So we, uh, that's our cold open. We cut to the caves. We've followed Jin and Sun to there to finish their conversation. We get subtitles mm-hmm. here so we can actually hear what they're saying, uh, us, the audience. Jin sort of like doesn't, doesn't like say the words you and Michael are having an affair, but like right. he asks like what's going on with the two of you. Right. Like why does he, and we, and we talked about this before on the podcast. There's, there's some weird tension between Sun and Michael. And I don't know if that plays out anywhere, but it, there, we, there's some like just weirdness. He has he has a fondness for her in some way. It, we did see that early on in their history on the island, yeah. Michael did see her naked accidentally one time. But that's yeah, and not there's enough. been a few other minor instances right. too, this, like that accidental peeping thing must have been the first in a series of things because yeah. him accidentally seeing her naked weeks ago doesn't right. bring them to Equate bring their to. relationship to this level so there must be other stuff right. that's happening with the two of them right. that we necessarily haven't necessarily seen mm-hmm. but yeah she's like nothing's happening i mean come on yeah how dare you <laughs> I, I did a really deep dive this scene looked more in focus than most of the show and i was trying to figure out if they like switch lenses or cameras and the internet doesn't do a really good breakdown of what lenses they use from episode to episode episode mm-hmm. uh, but I checked and yes Brock is still drunk at the helm so he sure. must have just been having a bad day and accidentally got things in focus well <laughs> I gotta think that shooting in the caves is a little bit easier than shooting out in yeah. the uh, out in the whatever because this is a set so yeah so it's a she you know she denies that there's anything going on between her and Michael and f- what Jim Jin is asking yes nothing that that type of things there's nothing right happening. but there is some sort of thing with Michael that she could again like Kim like you said she could say but she can't tell him what's going on with her and Michael without revealing her her big secret so wait mm-hmm. what is going on with her and michael know, but she could oh, explain okay. it. i thought she, you this did could know. be an opera like, yeah. like you said this could be an opportunity for her to tell the truth to, to share to whatever but right. she, yeah. there, it, it's it's all seated on the big big lie the big secret yeah. which is the english thing yeah okay yeah so this the cave scene leads into a uh, flashback it's uh, yeah it's, it's wedding day yeah, maybe it's, Son, it, it it must be after the wedding. There must be like headed to the reception or anything. Because like, unless oh, I that's just that an American before thing. The wedding. I think that's just an American thing. Where you're not the because like he's like, can I have some a moment with my? I think he says wife. Yeah, doesn't I, th- he? I think she's changing into a reception oh. gown. Because if that's her wedding I dress, think so too. Erm. <laughs> hey now. Oh. I don't know. I mean, no, it's a pretty dress. It's not a wedding dress. Listen, uh, listeners, neither Adam nor Kim nor I have ever been to a traditional Korean wedding. And if you need a wedding DJ slash people to just dunk on your wedding, hit us up at wearelost.loss on gmail.com. So, yeah, she's doing a little uh, wardrobe change. Yes. And Jin's getting a little, you know, she's like, hey, can you you know zip me up or whatever? No, it's Button, Button, which I found really interesting because I was like, you think he's going to, ain't no way. It's way easier to just take that dress off. You better 
call your friend back in here and get her to button it up because like that's gonna take forever yeah right but yeah he he, he gives it a little do i have to and gives her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little yeah. smooch on the shoulder, shoulder kind shoulder. of thing you know mm-hmm. couple couple smooches um <laughs> smooches <and> <laughs> They they talk about you know going on honeymoon and stuff like that and he's like uh, the, he he tells me he's like hey we're gonna go on the honeymoon once I finish management training this is you know mm-hmm. he, he he personally feels a pretty major responsibility to son's father because he's got his own self esteem issues his own self worth issues he feels like Mr Peg has done him an absolutely massive and like inappropriate for a person of his station favor by allowing him to marry so like you know he very very major in a huge way wants to impress mr pig so he's like we will go on a honeymoon but i i want to do this thing for your father first okay two things about that first feminist kim is also coming out on this episode and this is theme number two of this episode which is the fragile masculinity um and his lots of the men in this episode or i should say it's focused on their insecurities and how miscommunications and like their own lack of trust with being vulnerable with their insecurities is causing so many problems yeah. uh, but also son mentions his dad yeah. oh yeah yeah we forgot about that <laughs> she's just like oh man i wish your dad could have been here to see this dad's totally dead yep uh junior yep. mm-hmm. poker yeah. face is showing my guy yeah yep yeah. She kind of, she kind of like says okay, like she kind of puts up with it. I don't know. Like it's like I love you, but like I'm not thrilled with this. But I I'm, I hear you, and you're understood. I'm not happy about it, but I understand. Right. Yeah. The, there's an interesting thing that we can just mention right now. This episode, the flashbacks in this episode take place at the same time as the flashbacks from the episode House of the Rising Sun, which we have not watched yet. So there is a sun side of this same story, which we haven't watched yet. Oh, and I think it's interesting oh, that we are watching Jin's side first <laughs> because chronologically the audience would have seen sun's side first. Oh. And so I think that's interesting. After, after I found that out, I was like, oh man, I really really want to watch that right now <laughs> like um well that's too damn bad exactly uh, <laughs> but yeah so like um so it's interesting because mr peg's a powerful man clearly he, yeah you know he's got a lot going on he can, he holds a sway not only over gin but like his sway in industry whatever which makes sun out to only by seeing Jin's side of this story as just kind of like a Korean meadow soprano type of thing. Like she's a rich, she's the rich daughter of, a, she's like a dilettante or like a, you know, like. But like even, even Tony Soprano's family in some way, shape or form knew that he was like a capital B bad man. Apparently son has no idea what her dad does. Yeah. And that's, and that's the big difference is like, yeah, son isn't aware like apparently. She has to have suspicions. She's got to think, right? He you have to. But I don't know. Maybe she's maybe she's know. insulated enough. Yeah. But maybe. Anyway. Um. But actions speak louder than words, Jin. <laughs> He's giving her all these empty promises. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Who is he? Me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're on the beach now, right? Yeah. Whatever. Back to the beach. Sun goes to speak with Michael. She apologizes to him for uh, hitting him. Love will make you do crazy things, in the words of Will Smith. Um. <laughs> but also, what a great idea to go be alone with the guy. With the man that your husband just accused you of having an affair with. She tells him, she tells Michael that she was protecting yeah. him from gin right. by smacking You don't know what he can do. Yeah. And he, he there admits, he's like, you know what? I stuck my nose in where it didn't belong. And he's not wrong. Yeah. 
It's not my problem. It's yours. Yep. Oh, but he's like so angry about it. Yeah. And I think I have oh, a different yeah. perspective about it. So I have written down here. I was like, oh, Michael, you're so quick to help until your ego gets bruised. And now you're like, oh, oh I'm not good enough to help. You know what I mean? I was right. just like, oh, my God, that's so annoying. <laughs> there, there's a lot of that with the men on this island, though. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's his tone of his. Oh, it's your, you know, yeah, it's all like he... Whatever, I didn't like you anyway. Right. I'm not going to help. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like he was expecting her to come up and be like, thank you for stepping in. I'm sorry I slapped you. Like, and he didn't get that. And he's like, mm, whatever, I tried to yeah. help. Right, like somebody's offering up an apology, like, right. and now you're going to act all sour because you got your pee-pee slapped. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. Cut to the golf course. Uh, Jim hitting those rocks. Yeah, even that made me groan even a little bit because, like, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of golf. I um, I appreciate you know it's just like anything else. Like, j- just because I'm not a fan of it doesn't mean it's not cool. You know, and uh, right. Yeah. So yeah, but like even me as not a fan of golf, I was like, don't hit rocks with a golf club. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Early. <laughs> Try sea urchin. Get more ping. <laughs> It's like talking to a kid who like bites another kid. You're like, oh, do you need to bite something? I can give you something appropriate to bite. Is this the urge that you have? And you have to like, Jin, do you just need to hit something? We can go somewhere appropriate and find something else for you to hit, which is exactly what Hurley does. He's like, man, I just got a bucket of sea urchins. Yeah, the Hurley comes up and is, you know, clearly there's still the language barrier, but I mean, you could watch this scene on mute and, yeah. and uh, you know, ostensibly still be in Jin's situation and you could absolutely understand what Hurley's getting at. Like, yeah. Which is my favorite part of Hurley and how he always talks to Jin as if he can understand him and it's never like... Hey, yeah. <laughs> do you want to go? Like, that's not going to make yeah. him understand English any better. But yeah, Hurley, yeah. the um, emotional barometer and ad hoc morale officer of the island. Um, yes, love to see him. Yeah, they're going. The officer taking fishing. From there, we cut to the beach. I just have Shannon and Saeed are flirting. That's my note here. Yeah. Um, oh, it's my note <laughs> is everyone knows the bowling sucks, and you got to use a figure eight. Who's tying bowlings? Is that mm. is that strictly a boat thing? Canonical Knots. Uh, welcome back to Canonical Knots, a podcast within a podcast where we talk about the knots of Lost. Hey, I'm your host, J.P. Russell, joined as always by Adam Busher and usually somebody else. Uh, we're talking today about the bowline knot. According to Knots 101, it's one of the most useful knots in the world. Now, let's not get you know ahead of ourselves here a little bit. We all know that here on Lost on Lost are big big fans of the Dolly Brimley twist. Now, I have a quick game for Adam and Kim. I'm going to give you the names of three knots. Two of them are real. One is fake. Let's see who can take some points on the board. One of these is fake. Two are real. We have the Rolling Magnus, the Mallard Bill, and the San Diego Jam. Kim, you're our guest, so you want to guess which one of those three is not a real knot. I the don't want to guess. The Mallard Bill or the San Diego Jam. I'm going to go Mallard Bill. Okay, Adam, do you have a guess? Cool. Um, my gut, My gut's telling me to go with San Diego Jam. Kim is correct. Kim is, Kim is this week's winner of Woo! Canonical Knots here on Lost Fuck. on Lost. Um, nah, there just is glad no to prize. Be here. Yeah. Can I say hi to my mom? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, Shannon's tying one. a fucking knot. Uh, quick, just before we before we leave Canonical Knots, I didn't realize that the theme song was the girl from Ip- Ipanema. 
listen. <laughs> Which makes also, it so much better. Also, she's not tying a bowline knot. She's not. No, she's not. She's like she's like clove hitching it. She's not even. I still I still stand by the figure eight is more versatile. And or oh, totally. if you want to create like a hitch line in the middle, use an alpine butterfly. Like, <laughs> See, it just Diego makes more sense. Not. It is. <laughs> I put that one in there specifically because it sounds like a sex move, fake. and I figured you'd guess that. <laughs> I'm sure it is that as well, though. I'm pretty sure Urban Dictionary has. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yep, I I know all the all the sex moves. <laughs> Uh. Oh, and then, of course, speaking of sex moves, then there's like, oh, sexy bondage <laughs> reference for later. Oh, God. Yeah. Whoa. Shannon. Whoa. Whoa. Um, flag on the plate. You can't throw out the bondage stuff in the in the flirted, like, first date. Yes, yeah, fuck you up. can. Hey, come on, bro, man. Like, I mean. I mean, I guess you can. I don't know. That would yeah. scare. That would, if it were me, if I'm Saeed, that would. That would frighten me a little bit more than the the later shit about her, you know, her issues with commitment stuff like that. I'd be like, I don't know if I want to tie her up. Right. But like the look on Saeed's face <laughs> after she says it, yeah. he's like, I, oh, I have the weirdest boner right, right. now. Because like, I think that he doesn't know what to do with it. Me. It was like, I don't know if I want to do that, but it is hot. <laughs> and how much do we know of Saeed's past at this point? Right, like he might get oh, too yeah. into it, uh, like, tie her up, but then like, start like I know, yeah, <laughs> ties her up, and then just starts. And and where were you on, on yeah. the, uh, April fourth? <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, yeah, my hey, training girl, kicked what in. them feet do? Answer me. Then where do we go after that? We're with Michael. Yeah, Walt's got some fucking wire. Michael and Walt. Yeah, we go from some super horny shit to just some wholesome dad and son shit over the yeah. raft. You're you're gonna love New York, son. The Flatiron Building is uh fucking boring as hell. I saw a building that looks like a shoebox, and that inspired me to draw shoeboxes. <laughs> Jack comes to talk to Walt and uh, Michael about the raft passengers. Yeah. Jack's like, no, looks pretty cool. Like, dude, you're so far removed from this massive effort to try and get people off the island. (laughs) He's like, hey, that looks pretty neat. Oh, What do you got going on here? A little bit of a a raft? Who's going to be riding that? You get get some room for one more? But like, what? And Michael's just like, "Uh, whoever helped? Like, what do you do? This is the first yeah. time you're coming over here. Yeah, that was my question. Uh, do you guys think Jack was asking because he was asking if he could come? Or was he just curious? Maybe he wanted to put Claire on there just to get her away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, could I'm be. the only doctor. I don't want to go down there. I- well, because that's what I was thinking. I feel like Jack was probably not asking because he wanted to go along. I feel like Jack, at this point, probably wants to stay with whoever's staying behind to keep an eye sure. on Yeah, totally. But yeah, Sawyer uh, <laughs> Sawyer comes up uh, <laughs> comically out of nowhere, as he's known to do from time to time. He always <laughs> does that. And he's just kind of like, hey, I bought my way out of this thing because uh, Michael needed supplies that I had to finish his boat. And so I'm going. And Jack seems a little off put by this. Like, oh, you bought your way on? And I'm like, dude, you should be fucking thanking Michael for getting him out of here. Right? Like, yeah, because as soon as he leaves, you can rifle through all this shit and reappropriate steal your yep. stash for the common good exactly yeah. and steal his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> reappropriate too. his girlfriend for the common good ah. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> 
Speaking of his girlfriend. Yeah, speaking of, uh, Kate and Son are having a uh, evening discussion, and uh, Kate is trying to impose Western values on Son and right. is saying, you know, why don't you tell him that you speak English? Um, it sounds like, why don't you tell anybody anything? Slam. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone that you're a fugitive, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> How about you, like, ask for... I don't... Kate is so, like, shaming yep. in this scene. I was so... Uh, of course, I always hate Kate, but, like... Ah, uh, barf. I was like, Kate, yeah. could you like make her feel worse about all of this, please? That would be yeah. great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. The raft's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I wrote, oh, great. The fucking raft is on fire. There's, I mean, they're flinging sand at it. Like, there's no way. The, the way right they're flinging sand. That's what I, I, okay. I literally have written down, pull it into the water. Or push it like what? Or go get a bucket. Or get bigger, like put more sand on it. Like as a firefighter, sand will work. Yes, sure. However, they're not even like scooping both hands together and getting as much sand as they can. They're like open hand, like open hand clawing at the sand. I'm like, what are you even? I'm gonna doing? be on the survivor's side here for a moment. I, I feel like the fire is probably too hot for them to get close enough to get adequate sand. Like it, it's too late. They didn't, they didn't see the raft until it was fully engulfed. So now it's just there's too much fire. There's no way they're gonna get enough sand on it to actually put it out. So they're trying, but like it's fruitless already when we get there. And they're never gonna be able to push it in the water because they couldn't push it in the water when it wasn't on fire. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah they yeah. fucking they, they, they have some issues with that. <laughs> In Exodus part fun, I think it is, right? <laughs> That's correct. Exodus part yeah. fun. When they try to launch the raft, yeah. they fucking blow it. Yeah. So did they know they were making a submarine and not a raft? <laughs> <laughs> Michael is convinced that Jin is the one who started the fire based on the earlier, you know, uh, yeah, that they had an Which, altercation. you know, totally logical thing to think like, oh, uh, your wife slapped me. You set my raft on fire. What? Yeah, well, Michael and, and, is so irrational. Yeah. Jack is the voice of reason coming in saying, well, we don't know he did this. And yeah. Michael says, who did? And I wrote, I don't know, Ma Michael, the others who want to capture you, the crazed French woman who lives in the forest, a goddamn smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> anyone else. Yeah. Could have been anything. Yeah. This island is madness. He, yeah, he, Michael shouts at son. Sawyer and Charlie agree with Michael. <laughs> Yeah. Charlie, for whatever reason, like, yeah, Jin did it. What are you yeah, doing here? Charlie, what does Charlie care? He's just all what about bandwagons. Go tend to your pregnant wife. Uh, pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> pregnant <laughs> friend. Pregnant, pregnant neighbor. Man. Like, there's... <laughs> There's twice in this episode where Jack just points at someone and says, shut up. Um... <laughs> I, I don't think it was this scene, but I feel like Charlie in this scene needed a Jack pointing yeah. at him going, shut up. Yeah. From there, we cut directly to the caves. Jin is raiding yeah. the medicine chest. Um, his hands uh -oh. are injured. I have written down earlier. I was like, why would it be Jin? And then we cut to the scene and I have written down, oh, it was Jin. <laughs> Uh oh. Ooh, it certainly does look like it. Jin's is at hands are all burned. He's trying to find burn cream. Son comes in there and she she sides with Michael. She's like, why'd you burn the raft? And to be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does look like he might have did it because he's got burns all over his hands. But he doesn't deny it. That's true. Mm -hmm. Again, he doesn't speak his truth or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just yeah. He, he takes yeah. the accusation. He takes an insult to the accusation and leaves without. Just... I don't even think she accused first, though. She asked first. Mm. Didn't she? Right. right? Did, she asked, like, did you do it or something? And, and she says something to the effect of, like, well, 
oh, you know, why would you do that? Michael is trying to get us off the right. island, and he just and screams, he's, Michael, Michael. Like, yeah. He's all butthurt. Oh, my God. Jin storms off, and then we cut into a flashback. As usual. Mm-hmm. Jin rushes into Mr. Paik's office to apologize for some sort of accident. We don't see what happened, whatever. Uh, that's not important. But Paik tells me, he's like, I didn't call you here to, to life you out about this accident. I'm giving you a promotion to special assistant yeah and he's a little caught off guard by that he's like wait yeah. what <laughs> yeah, yeah he's like wait what I, I thought i fucked up but now i'm getting a promotion does it come with a raise that's how um, corporate america works yeah fail yeah. upward um <laughs> but yeah so mr peg's like uh and now that you're my special assistant here's your first job i need you to go to this dude's house and deliver a message i am very disappointed well very okay so he says yeah. uh i need you to go to and i might be mispronouncing his name uh Boing Han's house and Jin says the secretary for environmental safety you know that would be like me saying hey Adam I need you to go to Michael S. Reagan's house and you being like oh you mean the EPA administrator and I'd be like yeah yeah that's pretty wild Uh, a corporate uh, captain of industry here being like hey go to the government's house and tell them I'm sad like that sounds like something that would happen in America (laughs) it really does so Jim's like, yeah, I can do that. That's no problem. He takes the, you know, takes the little envelope, heads over there. It uh, goes to, yeah, goes to Secretary Han's house. Um, man, <laughs> this is a nice fucking house. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, when uh, once Jin said, hey, I'm here, you know, Mr. Peg sent me to deliver a message. <laughs> Han is very, very scared. Yeah. Like terrified. And Jin, I, I don't think it registers for Jin that this dude is scared. I, he's confused yeah. as to why he's scared. He's like, why is it? Anyway, uh, he just wanted me to tell you that he, he's disappointed in you. Yeah. And and then the guy's tune really changes because he's like, oh, you're not. You're just here literally to deliver that message. Thank Sweet. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad oh. you're not going to Thanks for telling me, me in I front suck. of my daughter. Yeah. yeah. Secretary Han is so happy to not get uh, hammered by Jin that he gives his daughter's dog to what Jin as fuck? a thank you. <laughs> Just hands him right over. I would never speak to my father again. Right? He just gave some stranger my dog. Uh, but yeah, so like he gives him the dog and, and that's that. We cut to the beach. Um, local hero, Boone Carlisle, tending to the fire. I, I almost hate him as much as Kate. Local Cole's mannequin, Boone Carlisle. <laughs> he didn't even have to do anything. And I was like, I hate looking at you. No, could you? Who invited this guy? Oh my god, he's such a fucking chaz. Saeed comes over, he's like, hey, um... I might be having sex with your sister soon. <laughs> it was so good. It's so good. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> you might hey, you mind if I put your sister to the sheets? Cool. cool. See ya. Cool. Oh, do you do mind? I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's what he says. Like, I, I, I didn't come here. I wasn't asking. Yeah. I just came. This was, I just I thought you should know. Permission. I was extending a courtesy because he gets all yeah. fucking butthurt about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then Saeed's like, whatever. Fuck you. I'm finna beat these guts. Right. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's a tone thing. It's like the Michael uh, thing I shouldn't have put my nose in where it wouldn't belong. It's about tone. Like, right. Boone could have been like, the, he could have given earnest advice or warning or whatever about like, he's like, I do know, like, this is a thing that. But because his tone is so snotty and lame, right? it's like he sounds jealous that right. Saeed wants to sleep with his sister. I actually have written here. I'm like, calm down, Jamie Lannister. Like, <laughs> what is your deal? 
Well, and, and, and you got to recognize it's like, you know, granted, so you could literally beat Boone into yep. like a, a small thing of palmade, but like snap he, him like a twig. Right, exactly. But it's like, you know, still respect the fact that he came to you man to man to be like, hey, like I've, I'm yeah. kind of starting something with your sister. Like, I, I want to make sure you're not like going to be blindsided by this. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not trying to hurt her. So, like, yeah. if you see us doing it later, like, know that it was probably <laughs> right. consensual. If you see, like, if you see me and her later, and she's tied up, I'm not. We're. I'm not doing anything weird. She told well, me she wanted. We that. are doing things weird, but it's fine. <laughs> I have this NDA and a letter of consent. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but oh. Boone offers some shitty thing like, uh, well, you know, she's just going to use you and yeah. uh, she get, get what she wants. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, she likes guys that will take care of her. Yeah. Uh, so when that happens to you, don't take it personally. Right. It's all real dumb and lame. Yeah. But apparently it does get to Saeed because, you know. Later on, yeah. Later. Like, I feel like it got to him there, too. Like, you can yeah. see on his face, he's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. I guess maybe not. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, yeah. Saeed is arguably the smartest person on the island, I would say, in terms of, like, technical skills. Right. So, what, like, did, uh, what did Jacobson say? It's the soft skills he's missing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People Speaking soft. of soft skills, Jin's sleeping. Just uh, out, uh, out by himself, I don't know what ran that away. Means. You know, he's isolated. He's by a creek. He, uh, dude, he's trying to figure out what he's gonna do. I think. You yeah. know? Like, and for the second time in this episode, Sawyer comes from out of nowhere and delivers an Austin Powers kick to fucking Jin's head. But yeah, like I mean, Sawyer's got to get the drop on him because Sawyer might not know this, but if it was a fair fight, uh, Jin would mop the creek bed with him. Yeah. So fast. My money on Jin every time. Which that says something because Sawyer does know how to fight. And the fact yeah. that like Jin and Sawyer both just get fucking dominated by Mr. Echo. Uh, we cut back to the beach. Shannon is working on a tent. She's doing something, man. Yeah. Trying I'm to build glad a tent. to see Trying Shannon doing some shelter. shit. Also still not tying a bowline. No. No. But she's she's putting up kind of like a tarp or something that kind of looks yeah. like a shower curtain or something yeah, like that. Windbreak, some you know, some yeah. sort of mm-hmm. something, whatever. Said comes over to help out a little bit, but then um, when she asks him to assist, he recalls uh, Boone's earlier warning, and he's like, mm. he's, he says this in the most awkward way. Maybe you yeah. should find another friend to help you with this right? thing. Right. Which immediately makes her think, oh, you talked to Boone, didn't you? you fucking yeah, and she storms off. We've seen Saeed know exactly when people are lying. He's really bad at like the interpersonal relationship stuff, especially when it comes to Shannon. Yeah. It's it's not his strong suit. And I, I do like that as a flaw yes. of his yeah. character. It's yeah. it's good. But yeah, he's I agree. he's he's a little love blind and he doesn't he yeah. doesn't know what to think or feel. Yeah, he has a blind spot for her because he already is crushing on her so hard. So all yeah, yeah all of his normal internal sensors are off when it comes to yeah. her. <laughs> As right. if he has them socially anyway, but yeah, I actually <laughs> right, have written yeah. down, I can't even remember, I have written down ask, don't assume, which is one of the four like there main cruxes of any relationship. There you go. Ask, don't assume. Shannon heads off to find Boone. <laughs> While she's looking for Boone, uh, she knows that Boone and Locke have been palling around, so she finds Locke. He's gutting a boar? Eating it raw, I guess? Well, no, I thought was he was he? gutting like a bird. Oh, it was a bird? But I didn't see yeah. what he was gutting, but she's like, ew, gross. And he's like, breakfast. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know if we have ever had a Locke and Shannon scene before. I really enjoyed this. It wasn't bad. <laughs> a lot of times, John Locke's advice 
is, is amazing. Yeah, move on. Next point. <laughs> bordering on condescension. Since he's <laughs> right. been on the island, he like now he's now he's king of the island, and so everything he like he, I don't know. So, but like even even with this like almost condescending advice to her, because mm-hmm. he he gives it to her with like this like sort of like subtext of this is obvious. This is obvious. You should have thought of this already. Make your own. It is make obvious your own though. Life. In this case, it definitely is obvious. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. it is obvious. Um, I I do like she's like tell him this and this and another thing and john's just like should i be taking notes yeah that was so good (laughs) but but here in this scene we we tie in and we've talked about this in other episodes but we sort of tie in the a plot and the b plot a little bit or the a plot and one of the subplots because john's like you know if if you like saeed go like saeed you know uh boots Mm -hmm. is trying to get your attention everyone gets a new life on this island start Mm -hmm. yours and that's that is directly juxtaposed against sun and jin and sun wanting to start over you know yeah so it's i thought that was a great little scene i loved it also can we i want to reference that i know you guys are like jungle friends or whatever and all i was like (laughs) jungle pals we play squash yeah (laughs) and that leads me to my last note for this scene was like i like here that despite the fact that boone and jail have been palling around and doing all of whatever all of their jungle friends stuff Locke doesn't take boone's side here because Locke knows boone's in the wrong yeah and so that i like that it's the, it's the call out you know um yeah he just says this boy has a strong back i need his strong back <laughs> right even though they're you know they're they're working together john Locke's not going to let that prevent him from saying he's fucking up you know so right i dig it it's that dad energy baby yeah yeah i like it cut back to oh the... i did not like this scene yeah same sawyer and Jin heading back to the beach yeah the one thing that I liked about it was the camera work. Yeah, camera mm. work is good. There was an interesting extreme close on Sawyer while he's talking. Of his mouth, yeah. Yeah, on yeah. just his mouth. These people were all accountants and lawyers and some a month ago. And now it's Lord of the Flies time. And that was like really, like I thought that was a really cool shot. Yeah, yeah but creepy. He's got him tied up very like prisoner of war style. Yeah. And he's, you know, like, oh, you, you know, uh, something about like... Do you know, are you afraid? Do you know that word or something like that? Or you know what afraid is or yeah. Uh, yeah. something like that? And I'm just like, this is really, ooh, this feels borderline racist. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it was super uncomfortable. Yeah. That's a really good way to describe it, Kim. Like, it was it was well done in the fact that I was very uncomfortable by it. And I, I just didn't appreciate how Sawyer was acting. I don't right. mean it was it, a bad it, scene. It felt like it was an excuse. Like, the whole raft situation was an excuse. Like, he's just been waiting to unleash his racism on Jin. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. it felt like. Right. Ugh. Yeah. And and the vibe I get by the end of it is like, does Sawyer think that we're going to take Jin back to the beach and kill him? Yeah. And if so, is he really excited about that? Yeah. Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah, like he's real excited to kill. Uh, yep. It's a very weird shift because we're trying to see Sawyer grow and this was like a 10 steps back. Yeah, this is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Reminded in the early days of where Sawyer started from. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut to a flashback. Yay. So, uh, son surprises Jin with a lovely dinner. Oh, with a fucking spread! Good. Holy yeah. shit! That was a even feast. for fake TV food. It looked good. Yeah, yep. <laughs> 
he's uh you know, he's excited. It seems like you know it's like he, you know, he's been working a lot, so this is gonna be a nice opportunity for them to you know hang out. Him being busy, um, his phone rings. He shuts it off. Which, by the way, is like one of the sexiest things that a man could ever do. No cell phones at the table. Oh my god, that's so hot. <laughs> Especially in this day and age? Are you kidding me? And the nice thing about this day and age is that if you turned off your cell phone, the landline wouldn't ring 30 seconds later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's something so intimate, for, for me anyway, I don't know about you guys, about sharing a meal with someone, especially when it's just the two of you. Like, the, there's... I bond around food, <laughs> fat girl, um, but like, <laughs> especially something that she made herself. Like there, yeah. it's so, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I like it. And then, and then for him to take the extra step in saying, you're my, you're my only focus tonight. Yeah. 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 Love no, that. it's sweet. But yeah, the landline rings after Jin shuts his phone off. So apparently, uh, Mr. Pay cannot be, cannot yeah. and will not be ignored. They, they share a look, you know, and it's yeah. kind of Jin saying, He's going to keep calling and son saying, like, I know, but I'm upset. Right. Take mm-hmm. the phone off the hook if he's going to keep calling. Yeah. Then he'll just come to the house. <laughs> yeah. It's upset. Yeah, but at least they could maybe like finish dinner by the time he gets there. But yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, like that. Yeah. JP, what you said is right. He's going to keep calling. She's like, yeah, I know. This sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. So based on this phone call, Jin has to go meet Paik. Yeah. And Paik's like, you absolute moron. <laughs> when I said deliver a message, I meant deliver a message <laughs> like <laughs> which I it's so funny because then like to a normal person deliver a message is just that deliver a message right. like if you wanted that other stuff like toss in like a wink or a nudge at the end like don't, hey, ass- I got- don't assume that i know deliver a message means pound this guy <laughs> yeah or like the other guy shows up and he's got like gloves and stuff i'm like give him a box of gloves or like an apron, i want you, you to know? take him out did you take them out? Yeah, we went to Ruby Tuesdays and caught the matinee. It was great. You ever have a blooming onion? Fuck, man. So oh, good. Dude, I'd fucking kill a blooming onion right now. So he's like, all right, so since you don't know how to deliver a message, here's my professional message deliverer. He's like, why didn't you tell that guy to do it? <laughs> I didn't do it. I'm the new special assistant. Use the other guy. He's not. I thought this was like a work placement. Yeah, training would have been nice. Jeez. <laughs> Jin drives uh, the dude in the white suit to Secretary Han's house. While they're driving, <laughs> um, he's screwing out a silencer. He's putting on gloves. He's, he's giving them the routine, <laughs> like, I'll be out in two minutes, keep the car running. You're going to go to this river and, and, you know, do this and yada, yada, yada. When they get there, Ugh. Jin jumps out of the car and goes into the house. and Fast fucking thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and then and so now he pounds this guy, beats the shit out of him, tells him the factory's gonna open. I just saved your life. Well, he th- he throws him like over the dinner table, yeah, uh, and into a like, into a water feature. Yeah, and I was like, man's got a fucking pond in his house. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah. And the look, the little girl, right, is watching, and the look. As soon as Jin looks up, I mean, like you know part of him has already died but as soon as he sees her face you can see it in him too where he just like i mean that that's it that's the he will never be a person who hadn't done that yeah right (laughs) you know what i mean final transformation of of becoming mr pig's special assistant Yeah. yeah but even even though in this moment he's doing the right thing he's also simultaneously doing the wrong thing right Mm hmm right um yeah i can only imagine what's going through his head like the right thing is such an awful thing like yeah it's it's pretty fucked up so yeah so secretary han does not get shot by the by the dude they leave um 
he got the message, you know. Um, uh, that's the thing, though. It's it's not that it wasn't. I don't even think it's the right thing for him to have done. I think it was just like the least wrong thing. Sure. sure. Right. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it, his it, it saved the guy's life. It, yeah. And so yeah. in that much, it's the right thing. Well, and potentially his family's life, too, because if he was sitting yeah. there having dinner sure. and the hitman comes in, he's probably just going to take all three of them out, you know? Yeah. That's true. Mm, yeah. That's fair. No witnesses. Uh, so Jin comes home. He's covered in blood. He goes immediately to the bathroom. Uh, he starts um, trying to clean himself up. Sounds like, what happened? Whose blood is that? You know, they... they, yeah. they have an argument about what Jin does for Mr. Paik. You know, is the same stuff. I'm protecting you. Like the yeah. You know, she hits him. It's this whole thing. The, throughout this scene, the the camera's handheld. And mm-hmm. again, this was some camera work that I liked. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. that I liked a lot because it's disorienting. It's you know, it's off. It's off balance. I, um, so like, yeah, I just if it yeah, you're frantic. you're as shaky as he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can you hear my eyes roll? Uh, because the line, I did it for us. Oh. <laughs> I can not even. No, what men listening, no woman wants, I did it for us. That's never follow. That never <laughs> follows something that's actually good ever. It's not right. like, oh, hey, baby, surprise. Here's this like spa package. I did it for us. Like, right. no, it's always some dumb bullshit that they like. I bought this bouncy castle. Uh, a castle yeah, for us. I bought I a bouncy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I did it for us like that. Okay. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, yeah. We can find some way to. Nope. No one. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Kim, this episode of Lost on Lost, you know, when you make something that tastes like cake um but it actually has a full serving of vegetables in it you know a lie mm. um that's kind of like what this episode is like people are here for the lost and the yucks but they're getting sound relationship advice and <laughs> this 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 is good i like this it's off brand in the best way <laughs> it's not the right Love thing it. it's the least wrong thing it's the least wrong thing um jen instead of crying in front of the sink though like go go like you're covered in blood, not just your hands. Go cry in the shower like the rest of us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, in, come on. In, in that moment after Sun leaves the bathroom, at least Jin has the self awareness to hate himself. <laughs> yeah. We return to the beach. Jin yeah. and Sawyer return. Mm. A lot happens here very quickly. Yeah. So Sawyer delivers him. Michael sees that Jin has been delivered and is angry. Some people are holding him back. An argument sort of ensues jack is telling people to shut up again but for very mm-hmm. good reason yeah um also pointing yeah yes mm-hmm. pointing pointing yelling um uh <laughs> saeed even chimes in with a this is between them and i'm like no no it's we're not it's not <laughs> no it really isn't like uh, nobody could say that at the beginning of the episode when sun and jen were fighting but like now now yeah, they're gonna say it like yeah. what uh, Michael, start is are Jin's hands tied during the fight? Yeah, they were no, tied. I don't believe so. No, they were tied before. Okay, um, but the, so they cut him loose. But that's when Michael starts to beat on him. Yes, he punches and him. Jin says something to him and continues to talk to him as Michael punches him, and he doesn't fight back. Right. Tell me, you did some legwork and looked up what he was saying.
Good evening. I'm senior Lost on Lost correspondent Carter Waitel. We interrupt this program to bring you an editorial comment from Lost on Lost co-producer Adam Busher. Thank you, Carter. The answer to Kim's question was no, we had not done the legwork. There are episode transcripts on Lostpedia, so we took Jin's lines from there and ran them through Google Translate. But because we didn't think of that beforehand, we did it while we recorded. This editorial comment replaces the 10 minutes that that took. During those minutes, Kim made a great callback to I did it for us, and JP had an okay joke about golf clubs. This has been an editorial comment from Lost on Lost co-producer Adam Busher. I'm senior Lost on Lost correspondent Carter Waddle. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast, already in progress. So, so the, the the shouting is garbled. There's the shot where we see Jin's point of view and everybody's speech is reversed. Yeah. We have that. And Hurley's saying, you know, chill out. Jin says something to Sun. You don't believe me either? Michael says, what did he say? Jin continues, not me. Jin says, you say something to me? So yeah, that's what, he, so it's, it looks like he starts off by saying, it wasn't me. I didn't burn the boat. Yeah. He repeats, not me. Say it again, man. He says, I didn't set the fire. Yeah. So it sounds like he's defending himself. He's saying, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. You know? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't set the fire. One of the last things he says is, it was already on fire when I got there. Uh. Oh, it's not the lyrics to, we didn't start the fire. He's actually <laughs> talking about the fact that he, in fact, did not start the fire. He says to son, you don't believe me either. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't start the fire. It was already on fire when I got there. I put my, <laughs> I burned my hand trying to put out the fire. Look at my hand. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So this is funny too. Now that we know what he actually said, you don't believe me either. No, 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 no. Nobody is disbelieving you. You never said you didn't right. you do didn't it. You offer that up. Yeah. She you just, asked. You were yo. upset at your wife for asking the question and wanting an honest answer. She didn't She didn't say one way or another, oh, like, I'm going to betray you. Or I'm, you know, if you did do it, you know, she's just like, what, you know, did you do it? What's, what's happening? If you did, why did you do it? You know? And he yeah. got so spun out by her taking Michael's side prior to him answering that, that he his anger about that prevented him from even explaining himself which he could have done right. a while ago and that but now Ugh. he's trying to do while he's being beaten up but ostensibly son can hear him and so this is the first time she's hearing the explanation then that's why she jumps in finally mm-hmm. revealing to everybody that she speaks english by saying stop it leave him alone he didn't do yeah. it because she's right. also because now for the first time hearing his defense his explanation and it is literally the only way that this whole thing stops yeah. She has no other choice but to speak English. Yeah, because they would have just kept beating on him. Yeah. They, they probably would have beat him unconscious and, yeah, maybe killed him. Yeah. I don't know. So, and somebody offers up some shitty line about, like, you know, she says uh, something to the effect of, like, he's not lying or, or not lying. You know, somebody says something about lying and then I think it's sort of something like, about, like, he's just covering for her, you know. Well, yeah, but then somebody offers up, oh, yeah, you're going to lecture us about lying when you've been speaking English this whole time. Right. It's interesting because, you know, like most of our characters, not all, there's a lot of our characters that have very particular skills and they're using those skills to survive. Sun's subterfuge in her, you know, ability to speak English, especially in the beginning days of surviving on the island, is a survival technique. And, you know, once once she reveals like, yeah, I can speak English, it's like everybody's all butthurt about it. And it's like, no, she fooled all of you. 
into just being like, oh, yeah, speak English. We can just right. say whatever the fuck we want around them. And she, she got you. And they're yeah. all a little bit sour about it. Yeah. But also like, ugh, can we like, obviously you saw what happened with the swimsuit. So, you know, there was a reason for her to not share this. Right? Yeah. Right. So don't like jump down her throat. <laughs> well, because they like, even see the gin is pretty shocked too. He didn't yeah. know that she spoke English. Yeah. yeah. The, the one that comes in and finally diffuses this whole thing. Hmm. It's your buddy, John. <laughs> My sweet baby boy. <laughs> John Locke. <laughs> Why would he burn the raft? He's been after me since day one. Everybody knows it's okay. It's personal. But why take it out on our best chance of getting off the island? Why would any one of us block an attempt to get home? We're so intent on pointing the finger at one another that we're ignoring the simple, undeniable truth that the problem isn't here, it's there. They've attacked us, sabotaged us, abducted us, murdered us. Maybe it's time we stopped blaming us and started worrying about them. We're not the only people on this island, and we all know it. Up until this point in this episode, it's like it was like watching the teacher like ask a question and the one kid who always answers is raising their hand and she's like, anybody like anybody else? <laughs> and then finally, the kid raising their hand is just like, it's, it's, the, it's five. The answer is five. Yeah, That's my favorite, my favorite part happened. about it was when he finishes his little like, hey, it should have been obvious to y'all. He just kind of like wave, like he, he gives him yes. that dismissive wave and walks oh, off. He's like, so I can't good. even with you people. Like, it's like he's still in the jungle. He's still just yelling. He's just walking away. And another yeah. thing. Yeah. And another. Just, just mumbling to himself. Yeah, and that was my favorite. His exit was my favorite. Like, just like so good too. Just like get your heads out of your asses. Such an old man move. Yeah, <sighs> kids yeah. at your music. Yeah. Everybody leaves Sun on the beach, even Jin. Yeah. Sun's the bad guy. Oh get man. the fuck out of here. I was Bastards. like bawling so hard at this point. I was just like, I can't. Oh, she's so alone. So mad. Uh, but even Kate, who knows she speaks English, left her alone. Right. Not like, surprising. That's a, that's a shit move. Victim blaming. Yes. Um, Michael goes to the wreckage. He's trying to see if he, there's anything worth salvaging. There isn't. He's really frustrated. Uh, while uh, while it comes up, you know, he he snaps at him a little bit. This is a little bit of Michael growth. He he's like, oh, I shouldn't be. I'm frustrated. I'm I shouldn't take this out on Walton. So he, he changes tack, changes tone. And I liked his little thing here because it was actually you know it was kind of a nice thing. And it was you know again tying sort of the threads, various threads of this episode together. You know, we all have setbacks. That's life. It's you know how we move on from the setbacks that makes us people. Whatever. So uh, it's kind of it's a good thing to say to your kid. Like that. Yeah. That's a, here's you know. here's the problem that I have with though. He apologized for being short with him when he initially comes up he does not apologize for his behavior a few minutes ago on the beach for assaulting a man yeah and basically wanting to string him up and kill him without any proof of crime right. he does right. not apologize for that behavior at all and not taking like any responsibility for his part in this like okay if you really thought the raft was that big of an asset and somebody might light it on fire god forbid how come you're not like sleeping on the raft again like what john locke said too like we're not alone here they should have been you're right they should have been guarding the raft like from the jump later on we find out they do put post guards on it after it's been set on fire once 
You should have been doing yeah. that in the beginning. Right. Also, he's like, I can't salvage any of this, you know, except for those big pieces of metal that uh, <laughs> look like they're fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Bamboo fire can't melt plane beams. <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was another one of those moments, though, where he basically said to Walt, like, I did this for you. I did yeah. this for you. Like, yeah. And I was just like, no, come on, man. Why are we always assuming? like Assuming what people want and then doing it for yes! them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you even want to leave this island? No, not really. Oh, okay. Somebody else can build a raft. We'll stay here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we assume that people want to watch Lost yeah. out of order, but we're right. So, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, the scene wraps up with just like, he, so Walt's like, oh, you're going to build another one? He's like, yeah. And he offers to help. He's like, well, oh, we can I'll just need. build a new one? Then why are we so mad about it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got nothing but time. Yeah, we have nothing but fucking time. <laughs> yeah, you could literally start over. It could take two more years. Like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't does matter. not matter. <laughs> uh, we cut to the cave. Um, oh, my God. This scene. I'm, like, weeping in this scene. Uh, Jin, Jin's packing his things. He's moving out. Son and Jin have been living at the caves, but he's grabbing his nets, grabbing his shirts. He's leaving. Son comes in to try to reconcile with him. You know, she's she's distraught. Obviously, he's distraught. It's really and she's she's trying to offer up all this stuff, and he just won't speak to her. Yeah, yeah. Why would you speak to me? Why would you speak to me? Please talk to me. Please talk to me. And then in a gut wrenching moment, oh my god! So she speaks to him in English, and he doesn't understand. But she says, "I was gonna leave you. I was yeah. gonna get away. But you made me change my mind that you still loved me." Yeah. Oh, but yeah, she says that in English, and he can't under. So she finally confesses, but he 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 can't. He literally can't hear the confession. Uh, he can feel it though, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, you asked that earlier why, like, where her English learning came from. It's attached to her plan to leave right. Jin. Oh. Learning so that she could leave Jin. Right. Oh, he's taking watches to Sydney and Los Angeles. Yeah. So interesting, but yeah, no, that was that fucking, and then and then so yeah, from that big reveal, I was gonna leave you. We cut into a flashback, uh. <laughs> right? All of the feels in these, like this whole sequence, ah, beautiful little fishing village. Mm. You gotta assume that this is where Jin grew up, um, because we know he is from a fishing village. All that, mm-hmm. see him pull up in his big car. There's a guy out at the end of the dock. Goes out there, and um, it's his dad. Uh, his dad's not dead, but and Jin apologizes and says that he was ashamed of his dad. Uh, like, okay, can we pause right there, real quick? The very first thing he says to his dad is, "I'm sorry, I was ashamed of you, dude." You can say that to your right, dad, yeah. But like all of this other stuff, you can't say. It's different, though. I feel yeah, like it's a little I different. Because the thing is, I think, I, th- I think, in your heart of hearts, if you're ever in a position like that with a, with your father or a family member or something like that, you you gotta hope that what happens happens. His dad embraces him. It's like it's okay. Yeah. And you can't guarantee that with. Uh, he knows his dad's gonna love him unconditionally. Son, son yeah. might leave him. You don't son know that. Be, yeah. Yeah. You gotta. But well, it's, I think it's easier to hope that with a family member than it. I, don't know. it, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's. Don't you look for that in a partner too? Kind I of. Mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Not everybody gets it right. Yeah, and I don't, and I think I think it's easier to make that assumption with a family member, like than uh, than a significant other. It's easier to yeah. assume unconditional love with uh, with a family member than than a. You, again, you're never sure, but it's easier to hope that with. I would agree. Sure. 
So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. The difference of perspective here is staggering, though, between right. his father and himself. Oh, totally. His dad, his dad hugs him like Janet. I mean, like this, this, this to to have said that more than once to not only Mister Pig but then to his wife. I, my father's dead. He would rather say that than say my dad's a fisherman. Yeah, like that that's just another thing that's been killing Jin now. Yeah. In addition to now his new job, like his his soul and whatever is is be is dying on inside. Some of it's his own fault, right? You know, and he's got to deal with that. But like, but fuck, man, like the stuff that he's yeah. been carrying. I mean, but the they go fishing together. Ugh. What rolls a good up his scene. sleeves, like, takes off his jacket, put the gloves on. He explains to him, you know, it's like, yeah, my wife, she's, you know, she's beautiful, she's smart, I love her, all that stuff. You know. He explains that their relationship is troubled, that they don't talk anymore, yeah. um, and that he's like, I can't tell her about her father. Yeah. Again, Kim, very much like, you know, you've been saying, like, not having this open communication, thinking that keeping her in the dark is somehow protecting her. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. It's like, don't you don't get to decide what is good for me, what I need to know, what I want. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. Ugh. It's a, it's another thing. Ask, don't assume. Like what what you, you, Jean assumes that if he tells son, your father's some sort of you know gangster or gangster adjacent, he's this threatening, powerful, physically violent individual, whatever. That she would hate Jin for telling her that, or that the hearing that about her father would destroy her. Right. Maybe a son would think that her dad's a shitty guy. Like yeah. Jin says, like in a in a good world, she would hate him and not me. She already does though. She says in the bathroom like. What is he making you do? Yeah. Right. Like right. I'm I'm in this with you. We can both get away from this yeah. basically. Yeah. Like and that and that's what her that's what Jin's dad says. Like it is a good world. He 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 makes the opposite assumption. If you told yeah. her she'd be on your side, not his. Right. Absolutely. So like we're all crying and then we cut back yeah. to the caves. Yeah. Where we cry where I cry <laughs> where, we, yeah. where we cry some more because can't we just start over? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's too it's too late. I'm gonna cry. It's too late. It's yeah. too late. But it's not even that line that got me the hardest. It was this. She starts crying as he's walking away and he stops. Listen, if her crying bothers you that much, it is not too late. Oh my right. God. But why? Just say something. Oh my God. Well, and he he wants to you can see it in his face yeah. like he wants to just drop his shit and like embrace her he absolutely yeah. does but so do there's it. some fucking ego thing that he just can't <sighs> let go of and he's just I like can't. no i'm in too deep with this being an asshole thing i i okay i don't i don't think it's ego i think it's insecurity the chronological audience doesn't know this we on lost on lost know this exodus part fun Jin tells her that them being on the island is punishment for him oh i th i think he thinks somewhere in his head or his heart he's got to eat this because of this is this is now penance for being pake's enforcer for not talking to his wife, for not listening, for making all these bad... I think I think uh, in his head, that's why he thinks it's too late because now it's time for him to... Ah, uh, I don't know. No, but again, that's an insecurity, man. Do you think the writers think that far in advance? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe they came to this thought later and that's why they wrote that line in Exodus Part Fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, good, oh, here's Adam. a good explanation. I, I like that. That's very good. <laughs> so I don't know. Jin, I mean, Jin's a complex guy. He's got a lot. Of, he's carrying a lot of shit around. You've been I mean, listening to the podcast. <laughs> so, but so, but yeah, it's. I mean, phew, it's too late. Goddamn. 
Yeah, you're right, Kim. It's not too late. I don't think it's too late. I get that there are a lot of complex... I get it. I get that there are a lot of complex emotions and whatever. But, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it. People are going to hate me for this. It is so male centric on like these dumb decisions. Like son, son was so vulnerable. She shared all of that. I mean, I get that she lied initially with the English thing, blah, blah, blah. But eventually it came out and you have this opportunity to turn toward her and you fucking turn away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Kim. We do hate you for saying that. Now on to this week's sponsor, Flavor Blasted <laughs> Goldfish. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, the, And JP, what you said earlier about it being ego. I mean, that's part of it. That's certainly part of it. Yeah. There's still there's still some, you know, not only is Jin carrying around all this other karmic shit, but he, he's yeah. also still a man. Yeah. And he's carrying around that toxic, sh- the toxic part of being a man. Like, yeah. I, you know, the I best know, part. Like, Which is so sad because I feel like there's so much of me that wants to say that that has changed. But honestly, it really hasn't all that much. No. Except now we hear women like calling people out more, but it still hasn't like really done much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all are pretty good because we have conversations. The work's in progress. And it just sucks that we started from such a shitty place and we've got so far to go (laughs) because it's Mm going to take take time. Cut to the beach that evening Ooh. yeah so, so he's just hanging out watching a fire shannon comes up says little, something little I, my notes here, my notes here aren't very good yeah yeah <laughs> my, my notes here i just have about time and that's all i wrote about yeah. the scene that's it oh yeah um, oh yeah she says hey we all get a new life here i want to start mine yeah um and then yeah. very much says exactly what john said but it, it means that she's like you know what fucking bald jungle pal is right <laughs> jump friends <laughs> Um, then we come back to the cave while setting up some backgammon. Oh, yeah. Got comes in. <laughs> hey, you got a partner? Well, Hurley owes me $83,000. $83,000. <laughs> I was going to give him a chance to win that. Oh, that's um, such a good bit. The best part is he, ha- he has that. Yeah, he's good for it. Money. I told and you I'm good for it. Um, John Locke uh, sits down to play backgammon with him. Um, and they miss our plan. Oh man, so like they get in the, the meat of the scene, but like Walt rolls like a thing, and John's like, mm, "Good for you!" Like he's already pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but then he says, "So why'd you burn the raft down?" And Walt's like, "Excuse me." Uh, and then he's like, "Don't worry, I'm not a cop." Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna snitch <laughs> on you. Jail's cool as fuck. But like, why, man? What'd you do? Like, um, Walt says, he's "Like I've, I've been moving my entire life. I'm ten, eight, ten years old. I've lived in New York, and then Italy, and then Australia, and now this place. And like, I'm sick of moving. Like, I don't give a shit Australia. that this is a weird island. I don't want to move anymore." Okay, let this let this really solidify that lesson, right? Like the dad did it, mm. and now he learned that we don't communicate. We just light shit on fire. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me that? I learned it from watching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. did it for us, Dad. Michael. Michael doesn't ask what's best for Walt or how Walt's feeling about leaving the island, and Walt just burns his dad's shit yeah, without communicating to him, him that he doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. It seems like you want to burn something. Maybe we should find something safe for you to burn. <laughs> To try these signal <laughs> fires first. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so yeah. You're not leaving this cave until you burn down this whole pack of boats. Uh, <laughs> uh, we roll into the next morning. Uh, Michael's setting up shop to start a new raft. Jin comes in with his shit. Ready oh, to work. I'm doing it. I'm here. Ready to run from his problems. Yay. <laughs> 
boat time. That's one thing he says. Boat. Mike's like, boat. All right. Boat. Well, since, since you didn't burn dog last one, I guess you can help do this one. I'm really sorry I pounded you in the face a thousand times. <laughs> uh, then we get into our little end of the episode montage. Um, we get the we get the track by Damien Rice, Delicate. Um, love it. Yeah, song. they do it again um, where, you know, they, they insert it diegetically where uh, Hurley's listening to his CD player and then that music bleeds over the scenes. Then we, uh, so th- then we see uh, Shannon and Saeed burgeoning romance. Yeah. I, I was like annoyed with that scene because he's, he obviously has something on his hands because he's like, oh, holding them as if there's like, they're sticky. And then he brushes the hair out of her face. And I'm like, your hands are sticky. Don't touch. Uh, his hands are sticky, all right. Noisy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Saeed. We don't need another Claire on this island. Claire. Oh, it's a pregnant joke. We don't even need this Claire on the island. <laughs> <laughs> we see Charlie and Claire uh, sitting on the beach, and they are watching Sun yeah. walking out to the surf. Now free from whatever still spun out about the fallout from her yeah. relationship with Jin, and she's mm-hmm. wearing the bikini from the beginning, and she lets the cover drop away and moves into the surf. She can, for better or worse, do what she wants now. Yeah. And so you know she's independent and alone. <laughs> and then the best part. <laughs> <laughs> the song starts to skip. I was thinking I was thinking I was like how does he still have fucking batteries for that CD player Curly <laughs> taps on it son of a bitch 30 something odd days those batteries lasted god damn well, well, and I was thinking Saeed is 9 seconds away with a string of potatoes you know where he's like oh, I got you fam yeah <laughs> Jesus lost <sighs> That son of a bitch was like he said what everybody was feeling. Like that yeah. was that was yeah. that was the yep. whole episode right there. <sighs> yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, lost in translation. There it is. Did we like it? Was it good? Uh, Kim, why don't you start us off? I did like it, but in the worst way, or I hated it in the best way. <laughs> like it's it's necessary. It was the hard conversation that none of them had that the audience had to like sit with, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. So it was necessary. So it was good. JP. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this episode. I very much what Kim said. I, I don't like how the characters are acting, um, but I believe that this is some real human flaw drama shit that could happen. And it's good character shit and just enough spooky shit was sprinkled in here where I was like, yeah, that's that, that's that lost catnip right there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, overall, I, I really dug this episode. It was great. Adam? Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with both of you. Uh, really good character stuff. Just yep, just enough mythology to, to move the, the story forward. And yeah, like a lot of things happening in the episode that the characters needed to go through to yeah, or to, yeah. like like resolution to a lot of this. Yeah, the underlying like secrets and stuff like that like this they're not going to learn from this but this is a thing that they could learn from that secrets are only going to hurt them in their efforts to survive on the island and hopefully get rescued right this is this is the beginning of a lot of learning for a lot of people so it's good so and and just like good performances throughout um like man and yeah just like the heart-wrenching stuff between sun and side like yeah like I, i cried probably two three times yeah oh my god the and, dad and on top scene of that, like Ugh. some cameras some like camera work that i really like too like yeah this... interesting dynamically mm-hmm. visually dynamic so yeah, yeah. I, I dug it yeah there's some weird pacing with the edit but yeah yeah overall man this is a good ass episode 
Yep. So, <laughs> who, <laughs> who should we rest a, a large wreath around their shoulders? Who should take a victory lap? Who, in Lost in Translation, is the Lost MVP? Jim, start us off. Jin's dad. Ooh. Jin's dad, Jin's dad wins like this that. one because he he was the only real hope right for for seeing things as they are like don't shoot on yourself everybody in this whole this whole entire episode was shooting all over themselves yeah oh i should be this way and i should do that way or we should have this and he's the only one he has the least but he has the most he's the only one who sees the real like ugh. yeah love him well, love him and Everyone on this show's dad is a piece of shit or absent or not around. And Jin has this amazing father who he's cut out of his life. And it's like Mm -hmm. the guy did nothing wrong. And he still loves his son. Shame is a hell of a drug, Peter. JP. Oh, you know it's got to be my sweet baby boy. (laughs) Johnny Rock. (laughs) <laughs> fucking hitting everybody with that dad energy the fucking knowledge <laughs> bombs he's making dinner he's off grumbling in the jungle i just every he just makes me smile and he's not a cop so good. yeah that's nice <laughs> there's what there's one rule that still that happens both off the island and in the real world no snitching <laughs> <laughs> adam who's your mvp um walt really Arson su- su- solves a surprising amount of problems become ungovernable. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> what? If something's bothering you, set something on fire. Yeah. It'll, it'll, if it doesn't solve the problem, you'll at least feel better. Yeah. That's healthy in every way. Yeah. Hey, I dig it. I dig it. Let's fucking, let's burn some shit down. Then, the opposite side of the coin. Who uh, who deserves a, 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 a nice stay in the other's cages? <laughs> the you know who who should be who should be isolated and solitary and, and voted off the island? Who is the lost forever? Kim. Lost forever is obviously the CD player. Like it's done. <laughs> it's lost forever. <laughs> um, but no, for real, Michael. Yeah. I like. You are trying so hard to prove yourself and nobody asked, nobody thought that you weren't like there already. Like nobody asked you to prove yourself and you are messing this all up. You are making it worse. Mm -hmm. You are, you, by trying to prove yourself, you are gaining disapproval, especially from me. (laughs) Pay attention. Nice. Uh, JP? Uh, Byung-Han, listen. An enforcer shows up to your house and says, my employer is disappointed and he doesn't whip your ass and you still shut down the factory. Yeah, maybe fucking Jin wasn't exactly up to speed on what was going on, but Byung Han should have been and he needed to get his ass kicked. Um, you need to you need to listen when adults is talking to you. Right, like, did you really think giving him your dog was like, oh, the factory is shut down. Here, take my dog. That makes it yeah. better. No, come right, on, exactly. man. Come on. That, that was to buy you some time. Yeah. I'm disappointed. He didn't take the opportunity to think why somebody might be disappointed and change his behavior. Yeah. So now you and the fam are eating veal piccata, and I'm going to interrupt your dinner. Um, Adam. <laughs> Secretary of Young Han. <laughs> <laughs> 
giving his daughter's dog away. Yeah, what a fucking dick move. You fucking <gasps> dick. <laughs> Dude, like, that's what? Okay, yeah, you... Huh. Look inward. Without hesitation. He's just like... Yeah. Here, take this dog. Take yeah. my daughter's dog. Take you this well-behaved s- dog. You suck. Real dick move. Like, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> no. Fuck that guy, man. He sucks. Fucking like, guy. That was the creation of a supervillain, by the way. Yeah. His oh daughter. Oh, my God. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Full John Wick. Yeah. So, yeah. We got a double secretary Han for Lost uh, Lost Forever. Fuck yes. I love how now he's going to have a stat. Like, he's going to have two down votes so he'll be on the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, burning questions? Yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is the burning question. Son seems like really attached to that dog later in the episode. So (laughs) what what did Jin tell her? Like he just came home with the dog one day and was just like, I did this for us. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Because if Son knows where this dog came from. That's the one instance, though, if somebody, if Kai brings home a dog and says, I did this for us, I'm going to be fucking happy. So, you know. (laughs) Oh, no, for sure. For sure. Right. It's better than I bought you a Range Rover for Christmas. This is a gift that's probably okay. (laughs) We have to return the oversized bow. (laughs) It's a rental. And then I guess the other burning question is the handcuff. Like, I can't remember where that came from. I think I think we will get the answer to a bunch of questions that we have a bunch of, about this episode when we see House of the Rising Sun um, oh. seven <laughs> months from now. <laughs> oh, <mark>. good. <laughs> um, and then this this uh, this uh, this episode introduces a love theme, a musical love theme that will eventually characterize Kate and Sawyer's relationship. Um, the track is called "Romance in the Cage," which is pretty hilarious. Uh, um, it's not Love Shack by the B fifty twos. That was just Black Betty. That's good too. Kim, thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me. We'll we'll have you back in a year when we do the House of the Rising Sun. Absolutely. I would love to be a part of that. Nothing nothing I like more than weeping in my bedroom. You know. Watching a show from fifteen years ago. Um, well, Kim, is there anything you want to plug as long as we're here? Uh, soup dumplings are delicious. No, I don't, you know, I got nothing. <laughs> Flavor Ooh. blasted goldfish. Only you can prevent forest fires. Boat fires. Boat <laughs> fires. Yeah. Uh. If you see something, say something. <laughs> Specifically when it comes to fire. And what emotions, the, relationships. No, I was going to say, only you can prevent emotional trauma with your partner. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you feel something, say something. Yeah. <laughs> feel something. It's fantastic. That's my new favorite campaign. Feel something, say <laughs> feel something. Feel something, say something. Uh, Adam, what, uh, what are we going to watch next time? Oh, my garage. What? <laughs> I, I am so excited that it's finally come up. Episode 45 of Lost on Lost coming up in two weeks. We are going to be watching season one, episode four. What? Walkabout. Star. Oh, man. Johnny Locke. Oh. I'm so, <laughs> so excited. Oh, my God. The listeners at home can't see Adam's face nor Kim's face. Uh, there's, <laughs> I think we're going through all the stages of grief right now. This is great. <laughs> 
it's gonna be a it's gonna be a blast. I mean, I haven't been rewatching Lost except for like listening to the podcast and watching the episodes that I'm included in. Mm. And I this is one that I do remember. Oh boy. I've been looking forward for this for so long. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, so um, thanks again to uh, Kim for coming out and yeah. being on the show. And uh, thank you to all of y'all out there listening in Lost on Lost Land. Keep uh, keep tuning in. Um, I want to do a quick shout out to uh, our new friend, Bonnie, buying us <laughs> coffee. You can uh, you can donate to the show at uh, ko-fi.com slash we are lost on lost if you want to support us with dollar monies. Yes. Um, and I want to wish uh, Adam a happy birthday tomorrow. Um, even though this will air weeks after his birthday, I will count it as a very early happy birthday for next year. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. Yes. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you for the uh, happy the 55th birthday, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for tuning into this episode of Lost on Lost. Yep, I'm Adam. No, I'm JP. You have any idea what's going on in the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>